this handsome fellow right here, Dapper Dave, Uncle Dave, Dave Essler in the house. David, good morning. Well, good morning. You know, I was just, I, I hear Scott giving you guys uh, little, little quizzes on things, and I was I was thinking, you know, if you want to know what love is, just ask Evo. Oh. You're just way too you're just way too kind. Dave, not only, uh, I would say you're my jukebox hero, but you're my gambling hero, dude. You you, you are cold as ice, and I urgently yeah. need no, to have I'm you not, on. I can't I'm not cold as ice. No, no, no. Like, like it runs through you. Like cold runs through your veins. Like you, you, you're oh, just I, I do, I do, I do have ice water in my veins, but that's by default. <laughs> so you're just a stone cold killer, Essler. And yeah, I, you, I love you more than bacon. By the way, notice how I said the bacon was the one B and Essler's the one A. That's how much I love you. Yeah. Man. I love you more than bacon. I did. I did. You're the best. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey. it, it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate now that there's some pictures you just can't unsee. Oh, Dave, dude, you totally missed it. I, I was going to do another picture and said I just did a video, but I didn't put it on Twitter. I was doing some sun, um, uh, sunning my balls again uh, just the other day. I thought of you. Uh, that sounds a little weird, but well, I that, that's, what, that's what I meant by there's some things you just can't unsee. Well, I, I still have the video saved if you want me to send it to you from, uh, what was that, two days ago. Yeah, you don't was, see anything. You, yeah. don't, you don't see anything. Yeah. You just see my feet. Very pale, but <laughs> how's Florida, man? Are you guys getting some good weather down there? Is it? Well, I assume you are. How's Florida? Um, we haven't seen a cloud in about a week and a half. Man, must be nice, dude. I know. We finally got out of some rain, and now it's finally getting nice here in Wisconsin. Beautiful, yeah. ball, beautiful ball setting <laughs> weather. Somebody that knew I had surgery texted me and you know asked me how I was doing and all that, and I said, yeah, well, I've, I've been playing golf, and he. But not really that well. And he said, well, you know, it's the start of a new season. I said, dude, I live in Florida. We only have one season. <laughs> That's true. I gotta get, Rowdy and I got to get down there, man. We got to come. We just got to, like, bring the show down there and just station up in Florida and just live live free. Well, Sounds nice. I'll, I'll, I'll get to talk to some people in Jacksonville. We can do a remote. I haven't been into Jacksonville, but I would love to go. Uh, Tampa, uh, Orlando. Orlando was fine. Like I don't like Orlando's whatever. Uh, Tampa was nice. The Keys are nice. Orlando, Orlando is too busy and too liberal. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville, eh, man, too big. Um, <laughs> we got golf courses around here we can set up. They do it all the time. Done. We'll just do the show live from there, Dave. All right, hey Dave. Exactly. Dave, Sir. real quick. I saw the story of Phil Mickelson. Uh, this book is coming out. The dude yeah. lost forty million dollars in gambling losses from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. Do you have any gambling advice for Phil Mickelson? Um, <laughs> forty million dollars, Davey lost. Um, I guess I Rowdy looked I, up his know, net worth. Some, you know, they they have that expression. Some people are beyond help, and <laughs> you know, his net worth was what? Rowdy? I would say just better money management. Yeah, there you go. I say, here's my advice, Dave. Listen to Dave Esler when it comes to gambling. You won't lose. I, I want to see the Billy. I want to see the Billy Walters book come out because you know we know the two of them were sort of buddy buddies, and Billy did some prison time <laughs> over insider trading that supposedly <laughs> Mickelson and Mickelson only got a million dollar fine. So I, I want to see the. I want to see what Billy Walters has to say about all that. We had a listener calling earlier. He's like, "Hey, Phil, if you're going to give away forty mil, just give us like a million. Yeah, and for people that don't know who that is, that's like one of the biggest, most famous gamblers out there, besides Dave Esler, obviously. Right, Dave. Hey, Dave. So speaking of gambling, I have to ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have an affinity because we're here in Wisconsin for our Milwaukee Bucks game three. Now the Bucks got their axes uh, asses actually waxed in game two, 
but they did pounce on the Celtics on the road, TD Garden, game one. I see anywhere from two and a half to three, the Bucks are favored tomorrow. No Chris Middleton, obviously. What are we thinking uh, for tomorrow's yeah. action or the series as a whole? That's a tough one. I don't know about the series as a whole. You kind of got to take them one game at a time. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think that game, I think both games were anomalies for both teams. I don't think anybody expected Milwaukee to go in in game one and take care of Boston that easily. And I don't, I don't think um, people expected Milwaukee to get completely blown out. So I think now we're back to, okay, let's play basketball. And, you know, I look at Milwaukee in that last game. I mean, they just kind of gave up at halftime, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But they, they only shot 18 three-point shots. This is a team that averages, I think, 38 per game. They only made 16% uh, of them, maybe 17%. So I think that's going to change. But I think when, when it all comes down to it, I mean, it, it's fair. I mean, they're, they're evenly matched. Milwaukee's a slight favorite for home court. I think the value there lies in the under. You know, I mean, the Bucks have just been playing a ton of under games. I think every game in the Bulls series went under. Both of these games have gone under. And I think people are expecting the other thing, you know, that now we're going to start scoring. But, you know, both teams want to win with defense. I mean, let's face it. You know, I don't think either team wants to get into a run-and-gun game. And I noticed the total on that game was 213. Yeah. Um, that's a that's an uh, abnormally low uh, total for a Bucks game. But um, they've only had two other games this entire season that were 213 or less, and both of them stayed under. So as much as the bookmakers seem to be begging for over money, I'm thinking that game's going to stay under. Look at that. And Did- that's my... That's my, my my safe way of talking to people in Milwaukee and not taking a side. <laughs> oh, Dave, you're like my Joe Esposito, dude. You're the best around when it comes to this. Um, any 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 opinions on the Grizzlies-Warriors matchup? See, the, the Warriors-Steph Curry favored by seven, and that over-unders 225 and a half. Do you have any, uh, any inklings on this game for the 730 affair on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I have to lean Golden State. And, I mean, you know, you have to think um, what would that line be if Dylan Brooks weren't suspended, which he is. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me started on that. Well, I, I'm know, curious I now. I want to get you a little started up. Well, once I start you up, you never stop, though. So what do you, what, you know, well, well, that makes it easier for you to host because you don't have to just pry stuff out of me. Well, what do you think of the foul? Rowdy and I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't either. Well, great minds think alike. I, mean, I, I think it was a total makeup call for the, the game before against Green. Friggin' NBA refs. All right, what, what, Rowdy? Yeah, that Draymond. I'm I'm not a Draymond Green fan. I I can appreciate that he plays hard and he's a tough nosed player. But we had to see him for what was that four or five years yeah. at Michigan State. Not a fan of his, but come on, that that ejection and then the Brooks ejection, it's soft as hell. I agree. I agree, but I mean, I, I, I think Brooks is way more important to Memphis than Green is to Golden State. Yeah, and I think if Brooks were playing, that would be three or four. Um, you know, I mean, basically it's Morant against the Warriors because there aren't a whole lot of other options on the Memphis bench for scoring. So, in as much as I despise laying a ton of points in the playoffs, I would have to think Golden State probably does. Um, 
cover that number. Okay. Um, all right. I, like, I dig it, Dave. So, Dave, I'm switching a little gears here to Major League Baseball, and thanks for the NBA insight, my friend. When it comes to uh, Major League Baseball, the Brewers had just been dominating the Cincinnati Reds. They've been pummeling, punishing everything. In fact, I think the Reds almost wanted to fold up as a franchise and just call it quits that the Brewers are just just waxed them so hard. So with the Brewers as hot as they are, I know it was against the Reds and before that the Pirates. They now got a weekend series against the Atlanta Braves. And looking here uh, on the road, it's um, a TBD for a pitching matchup, so it might be a little hard. Uh, but let me ask you, when it comes to a team like the Brewers, do you buy in the stock of them hitting the ball so well? Or is it, you know, let's pump the brakes. This is a team in the Cincinnati Reds that they did it on. Let's be wary of them moving forward against a team like, I don't know, the Braves, who are a lot better than the Reds. Um, you know, that's a tough one. If you're just looking at tonight's game, I mean, Lauer's been basically unhittable. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging, he's averaging, excuse me, 13 strikeouts every nine innings and not walking a lot of people. So it would be tough to bet against them. But, you know, the Braves are getting pitching, too. I mean, they're looking at their their last 20 games, aside from basically the, the scrub bullpen giving up runs to the Reds. I mean, I think they've given up only three runs, more than three runs, like, like twice maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe three times in 20 games. So you do kind of have to like the Brewers because they will have more ways to win. You know, they can win with pitching. Um, they can win with hitting. And I don't think the Braves can do that. I mean, they got a Kuna back, so they're better. But I really think the Braves' loss of Freddie Freeman is is just massive, not only for his on-field talents, but, you know, he was kind of the, the follow-up Chipper Jones heartbeat to that team. So, Dave, I ended up going with a baseball pick this morning. Ended up taking the uh, Cleveland Guardians, Ebo's favorite team. Plus 105 in the first five innings today. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, I don't have any issue with that. I mean, Gossman and Bieber are both pretty elite, and I just have a hard time backing Gossman ever. I mean, I know he's been basically unhittable. But I go back to, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he probably needs to be tested because I go back to when he was with the Orioles and, you know, it was like Kevin Gaskin. It was terrible. So <laughs> well, I mean, even I when he was traded to the Braves, it's all yeah. of a sudden he went to San Francisco a few years ago and something clicked and now he's been really good for like three years. Yeah, I mean, well, San Francisco, everybody's good because that park is huge. I mean, it's like San Francisco and Oakland. You or I could get an ERA under four there. Um, <laughs> but I don't, you know, I, I mean, how do you not take Bieber at home just to keep the keep the keep the Indians at uh, keep the keep the Blue Jays at bay for five innings? I mean, I I totally agree with that. I mean, it's a the line is definitely a public perception. Oh, Toronto's this, Toronto's that, but in Cleveland's this, and Cleveland's that. But I think the reality is different. So yeah. I, I agree with you. The weirdest thing ever is when you think of Toronto, you think of all the young guns and the and the bats, and they're going to score a you know a hundred runs a game. And then you look and and see that so far through the first five plus weeks of the season, Cleveland's averaging almost a run more than Toronto, and nope. they're one of the best teams hitting right-handed pitching in the entire league. Yeah, they're also very good with runners in scoring position, and that's a. That's a big one. I mean, they, they, these guys all get guys to second base at some point or, or third base with one out. And I think Cleveland's is Cleveland is like third or fourth and hitting with runners in scoring position. I mean, you know, over the course of nine innings, both teams are going to get X amount of chances, and it's who takes advantage of them, unless you're just whacking the ball over the fence, which, you know, this 
this year, especially not a lot of teams are doing. Yeah, let's see the Brewers against the Reds. If you're anyone against the Reds, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I might, I might, do, I, I might do the unthinkable tonight. Oh, um, yeah, I might take the Reds for the first five innings if um, they get back, you know, Votto, India, India, and Senzel because that that kid Overton looked pretty good uh, last week. I think he pitched against uh, against Colorado at Colorado, and he only gave up three hits and five plus innings. So I, I have to think that uh, Dave will you know, do the who, unthinkable. Who are the Pirates and uh, JT Brubaker to be favorites on the road to anybody? When you look at Brubaker's whip, it's like one and a half, which is allowing like 14 base runners per nine innings. I mean, I, if the Reds don't get those guys back out of quarantine, I'm going to do that. Hey, the Pirates are the third best team in the NL Central, And just Dave. look Come at on. Brubaker's career splits on the road. Not very good. That's the third best team in the NL Central above the Cubs and the Reds. Come on, Esler. But, yeah, the biggest question is. You're right, you're right. I, I'm changing my mind. That, that's it. Yeah, the standings <laughs> and wins and losses mean everything. Here's the thing. I just, I want, to, I just want the Cubs fans to squirm that they're below the Pirates. At what point do you yeah, jump well, when, the Packers, when the Packers lead the league in rushing now. This year, I, I did see that article. Um, <laughs> They're good. What did you say, Rod? No, I was going to say, at what point do you jump off that Cincinnati fading the Cincinnati Reds on the run line just because in their last 21 games, they're 1-20, including 19 losses by two or more runs? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, at some point in time, that they flip the script and the Reds become undervalued. And, you know, I mean, I, I like the Pirates as a team, but you know, are they are they really road favorites against anyone with a marginal at best pitcher? Yeah. With that said, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't bet on the Reds for a full game with that bullpen. I mean, that they, they, you know, I guess a team ERA like you said is like six. I mean, and the, I think that bullpen ERA is worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I could not, in, in any shape or form, uh, take the Reds for a nine inning game. Hey, Dave. I mean that. Oops. But their bullpen ERA is like in the last week is like eight and a half. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Hey, Dave. Oh man, I wish we had more time with you. Before we let you go, I, I have to. I don't know if Rowdy's puffing his chest out at all to you, but I got to do it for him if he's not. Rowdy, tell Mister Essler over here and Dave, one of the best at what he does in the world. Tell Dave what your record is right now in the NBA, the association. A little bit of help, but yeah, fourteen and six this winter. When finally digging into the NBA and and betting on it, most of them props though. Dave, he swore off the NBA like all year. Then he was forced to do it because everything was over and there was baseball hasn't started yet. Dipped into the association and now crushing. What do you think of that, dude? You got a seventy got a future? Seventy percent. You know, you too can be a tout. Um, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't we don't discern sample sizes. No, oh, yeah. no, no, not at all. No, not at all. When Dave. I speak, yeah. lines move. Yes, just like you, Dave. Hey, you Multiple know, you, well, you, you, were, you were three and one going into today on your picks this week, so yeah. that's 75. That's 75%. You're skyrocketing, Look at buddy. this dude over here, Rowdy. By Monday, it'll be 80. Look at this guy, Dave. I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the degenerate gambling coming out of Rowdy over here. It's beautiful. This is my wallet gets fatter. He is just, he gets better every month. It's, it's amazing. You know why? Because we talk to you every Friday. He rubs off on him. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Dave, Dave, we love you, buddy. What you got going on this weekend? More uh, more crappy golf or what? Probably. I feel a hole in one. <laughs> you know, I almost got one the other day. Yeah. And I, and, I did hold, and I did hold out from about 100 yards, so that kind of half counts. Half counts. Dave. 
It was his best yeah. Phil Mickelson impersonation, <laughs> minus the losing. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't have $40 million to lose. Let's just get that off the table right now. <laughs> hey, Dave, hole in one coming up. Bet, bet uh, $40 on it. Maybe you'll get a little change. instead of $40 million, okay, buddy? I can do, I can do that. All right, it's all Dave. about the action. It's all about the action. Dave, we love you, man. Thanks for all the advice. We'll talk next Is Friday. Is that a Marshawn Lynch quote? Right. Yeah, Dave's all about that action, boss. Love you guys. Much love, Dave. See you, buddy. And uh, we won't yep. catch you in Orlando this weekend, will we? No, sir. I was uh, driving around, like I said, and I put uh, 96.7, AM, The Zone here in Madison on. And there was you and Ben Kenny talking to Greg Gard and then sharing your opinions on what was said. What a show. I did not realize that both you and Ben were afraid of sharks. But, Zach, you would want to get into the water with the big sharks and swim around with them because after talking with Greg Gard, well, can you tell the folks the question you asked about NIL and the University of Wisconsin and all the other big schools out there and what his response was, Zacharias? Yeah, so uh, college sports right now, a little bit of a transition period, you could say, with the way that NIL, which is name, image, likeness, and the way that players are able to have money off their name, image, likeness, and also there's a thing called collectives, which is not affiliated necessarily with the schools, but uh, alums and that type, boosters that type, they put a, a come together, a lot of money, it's kind of how Caleb Williams, uh, I think there's, yeah. Either way, they, they entice kids to come to school. So either way, those, yeah. are, those are two aspects of college football, uh, sports in general right now that are big news and that type of stuff. And so Wisconsin does not have a collective. They are um, not going to recruit uh, with NIL until, you know, guys get here. So they uh, are a little bit different than pretty much everybody else in the market right now. And I ask Greg Gard, how do you, how do you compete how do you stay competitive in this market where money's being thrown around left and right? And he said, you know, that's never going to be us. It's not who we are as a university. It's not who we are as a program. It's not who, are, who we are. Just, it's just not who we are. Hype, the, all the money that's being thrown around to kids to get them to schools is not going to be us. Now, once they get here, we, we have so many different opportunities for guys to take advantage of. We've seen Johnny Davis take advantage of. We've seen Braylon Allen take advantage of it. There's so many opportunities to take advantage of, but they're not going to get into the um, astronomical numbers of throwing money at guys. Well, first of all, it's not legal, uh, even though teams are getting away with it right now. But second of all, it's just not who they are. So, And you were saying this last night when I was listening to Kenny and Heilprin. It was a phenomenal show. It was a great listen. It was very entertaining. And it was, Zach, it was essentially you may not like it, the fan base that is. But that's what it is. Like if you've been following this program for the you know the past couple of decades, you know who they are. You know they stick to their values, and they're not going to do it, right? So they're not going to be, as you just said, they're not in the business of throwing around money. So what does that right, mean right. then moving forward for the likes of a football program or a basketball program? Are we then going to be left in the dust to an Ohio State more so than we already are, or a Michigan or a Penn State or an insert team here? I think it's an uphill battle no matter no matter what. It always is with Wisconsin. Uh, I think it becomes a little bit more difficult. We'll see. Look, there are going to be changes. I think there are going to be attempted – I should say I think there's going to be attempted changes to this. We've seen some uh, uh, college ADs and some college commissioners, you know, trying to come out with new guidelines on, on how to deal with, you know, guys essentially being paid, paid to play uh, that we've seen, whether it was – whether it's the kid with Pitt who's been, you know, trying to – get to USC for $3 billion in a house. Like that's, you know, it's pretty blatant what it is. Um, so 
so there, there are some changes I think that they're, they're going to try and make. I don't know if they're going to be successful. I think it's going to get caught up in the courts, and I don't necessarily think the NCAA has a great – I mean, it's pretty clear they don't have a great record in the courts, so I don't know what kind of changes are going to be, but it's going to make it difficult. There's no doubt that. Uh, more difficult, I should say. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, maybe Wisconsin, uh, the school itself, won't ever be that. But I feel like, you know, there's going to be alums that are probably going to be a little fed up and, and perhaps try and start something themselves. But um, then you risk having that fracture with the university that you care so much about. So there, there are – I mean, it, I don't think Wisconsin – it's ever going to be Wisconsin. That'll ever, that will ever be Wisconsin, and it's going to make it a little bit more difficult to compete at a national level. I feel like for a few million dollars in a house, we might actually remember that Reggie Bush won a Heisman here in a couple of years. <laughs> right? <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, this is interesting. This he is did. very interesting. He did. He, you can't take it one away from husband, him. One, one actually, you, actually, you can take it away from him because they did. Yes, you can. All yeah. right. So, uh, Zach, I was reading too. So I was looking at this, you know, this NIL deal stuff. And it's like, so I was uh, reading an article of what was Sports Illustrated, but more specifics on new NIL guidelines are expected uh, to be published coming up here. So schools with boosters who have communicated and struck deals with players who haven't yet signed to schools are going to be sanctioned coming up, says athletic directors. Did they jump into this NIL deal, the NCAA, without a plan, essentially? Well, the NCAA, I mean, I mean, the NCAA still doesn't have a plan. Um, they, so it's the Wild they West dra- of just throwing they, money they around? They dragged their feet. They dragged their feet. They dragged their feet for years. We, like, we, we all saw this was coming. I mean, I, especially when um, – I think you could probably go back uh, to – the NCAA football game and that type of stuff being, you know, having to be stopped because players were not being compensated for essentially their name, image, and likeness. That's how this whole thing started. Yeah, and that was twenty. I think the last game came out twenty fourteen. The last game was twenty fourteen, but yeah. it came out twenty thirteen. What a game! That was almost a decade ago, and they've dragged their feet and not. Uh, they've been not coming up with a plan. They have been hoping which is just insane when you think about it, considering the body that they're hoping for. But they've been hoping for national legislation. They've been, oh, they've been hoping for, um, you know, Congress to, to help them oh, out. And God. we all know that that's... Congress help people? Oh, God, Zach. Oh, no. <laughs> that's just not going to help and not going to happen. And, Maybe uh, it was yeah, overseas. Now, they're, now, they're, now, they're in a, now they are in the water with sharks and without a cage. So, and you want to be you want to be in that... In that water, in shark-infested water, don't you? Zach? I want to be in the cage. No, well, that means you're competing with the big boys, right? If, yes, th- exactly. Yeah, I don't want to be in the water with the sharks. I want to be in the water with the cage. And right now, they're in the water without. Well, here's what I want to be. I want to be the biggest great white shark one can be. That's dominating all the other sharks in the water. But well, then you, it's well, not going to happen. Well, no. Well, then you are USC, <laughs> and you are all the other schools that are more than willing to throw money all around. Again, I don't know how it's going to play out. They can put out these these. Uh, these rules or these things they have to play by, but I don't know how you enforce them, especially when you have 27 states, I think it is, that have their own NIL, NIL rules that could be like, nope, you can do this and you can do that. So, I don't know. It's going to be – it's a – I'm concerned. You said, Wild West. you said Wild West, and I think that's pretty, that's pretty much what it is. And, and I, I feel like, and it. I feel like the, the Wisconsin is coming into the Wild West with uh, a Red Ryder BB gun instead of some six shooters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we don't have a hand cannon. We got a pellet gun. Yeah, and to win well, the Wild they, West, you got to be the first one out there. Yeah, you got to be the first well, one they, through that door. Yeah, right. And but it's they have a pellet gun uh, going out there. But once they get there, 
they have a huge gun. Like they're they're nil things that they have situated for people in a way that they can put people in contact with companies that you're going to be able to make money off of. Like Braylon Allen's making a, a if he hasn't already, he's making a ton. He'll make a ton of money this year. Uh, we saw Johnny Davis and Jordan Davis make a, make money. Like the Mountain Dew money. I saw those billboards. There's a lot of opportunities once guys actually get here. It's just getting them here um, in the first place. And I don't know. There's not. I, I don't think that a lot of the national schools are are doing it the same way. Well, it's like now I'm going to think of the Oregon the Oregon Trail. You know that game we played when we were a kid. You know you, you could be you could be the guy who's bankrolled and you got the greatest the wagon and the ox and everything and and you got medicine for dysentery already when you start your trip. But Wisconsin, I feel like they're going to try to just you know portage this freaking this this waterway this river. They're going to half their stuff's going to be lost and then they're all going to get dysentery. And half of them going to die along the way because they don't got the funds to do it to to, to source the trip. It sounds like Ebo's been playing Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> he broke. I feel like I feel like I think you're going out there with like three wheels as opposed to four. Yeah, you're not. You know, you're like, not a funded trip. You're like you're just on hope and your fingers crossed. And if you get out there, maybe you'll find some gold. If not, you're going to be screwed. I don't, I'm a little concerned, dude. I'm a little concerned. Anyways, we'll see what happens. Oh, it is. You're, and you said it last night on your show with Ben, Kenny, and Heilprin that if you haven't been paying attention, like this has been Wisconsin for decades now, right? Like this is who they are, and they're not going to. They're not going to change, right, Zach? And, and I don't necessarily think like that's a bad thing. No, neither it's do I. A, it's just you're going to be kind of left. To, right. It's it's not a bad thing to to be not willing to to do certain things, but um, there are. I mean, there. Well, I, I guess okay. Word, we have a comment here. I hate here. to use the word, con- use the word consequences. It's not a consequence. You are who you are, and you've had so much success for the last thirty years, both football and basketball. Like that's just. I I think it's going to be hard to to compete. Like. I think Ben has said this. Like they had the recruiting class that they had that was in the top twenty a couple of years ago. I think it's probably going to be hard to do those type of classes um, without, you know, having some of the other things that other schools okay. have in place. Well, devil's advocate. So we got a comment here from our guy Lit Bucky. Bucky, he says Wisconsin's been recruiting two and three star recruits for the last twenty years. We'll be fine. Like is, and that's fine. Uh, have they? Like if I have no problem. I think a lot of people probably maybe disagree, you know, competing for the big 10 West and potentially, you know, grabbing, jumping up and grabbing, uh, you know, trying to grab a, uh, you know, Ohio state in the big 10 championship game every now and then, <laughs> if that's what people are, are fine with. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think certainly, uh, I think that's still possibly going to be a, you know, yeah. possibility, but I think other people would probably say we want to compete on a national level. We want to have a chance at well, going to the college football playoff and playing for a national title. And that, I mean, it. with two and three star recruits, more often than not, that's not going to happen. We have that conversation a lot, right? It's like what well, we we straddle that line, that tier one, tier two, maybe more in the tier two line. And everyone wants to talk about it's like, okay, we've been here so long. When are we going to make that next step? to be a official, a full both feet in a tier one team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, beating the Ohio States in the Big Ten uh, championship game and getting to a college football playoffs. Maybe expansion for college football playoffs, you could see it happening, obviously. But I think we've had that conversation. I mean, how many years have we done this, Zach? Where it's like, when are we ever going to get over that hump? And right now right. I think I mean, NIL is kind, of, is kind of pushing our wagon back a little bit as we're on the Oregon Trail, you know? It's, it's been a decade since they won the Big Ten. Um, so, I mean, I... <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. they, have they been successful that time? I, I mean, I think so. Yeah, and they've won a bunch of Big Ten West titles, and they've, they've given Ohio State games at times. But um, 
you know, still they haven't won a Big Ten in 10 years. Hey, we got a crystal ball from Duke's mail. Come on. All right, so, Zach, one last thing. Um, so Guard's got his guard against cancer, these fundraiser coming up here. Um, what is that? Uh, going to be at the Kohl Center. Uh, I'll get the exact date. I don't remember off the top of my head. May tomorrow. S- yeah, May 7th. Okay, tomorrow. So um, speaking of basketball, what did Gardo say about the transfer portal in Wisconsin basketball right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an everyday thing. Um, like they've been going almost straight since the loss to Iowa State. They were able to get a few, like a week off somewhere because there was a dead period. But with the transfer portal, there, there's essentially no dead period. Um, there's guys jumping in there all the time now. Uh, I think you I'm trying to think it was with with, bat, with football. You had to be in there by the first, yeah. I think, to be able to. Uh, be eligible to play this fall with basketball. I don't know when that cutoff would be. I don't think it was the first, but um, there, there are just there are just a ton, a ton of guys in the transport. It's like well over a thousand, and so he has to. I mean, they have to navigate it, and they're they're navigating it like, like they're they? having to decide. They're having to decide like between guys that are. If you take a guy on the transfer portal, you have to recognize that you won't have that scholarship potentially to give out in 2023 or 2024 because it may be a two or three year guy. Um, so I think that's part of it. Their, their game plan and how they're challenged, how they're deciding this is changing by the day. And I thought the most interesting thing that you said about the transport, maybe not the most interesting, but the one that kind of stood out to me was um, they contact guys first. They contact them. They may not go after them, but they contact them. So like every time you see somebody saying on Twitter, like, uh, yeah, these are the teams that contacted me. And Wisconsin feels like they're almost on every list. It's because they contact everybody. Oh, and uh, and then and then go back and decide. So they're, they're sending like the "Hey, you up." They're sending like the "Hey, you up" text at two a.m. Just 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 throwing it out there to everyone in the Rolodex. I think that they're swiping Rolodex. <laughs> I, I feel like they're swiping. Was it left or the right? Contacts. Um, the people you know to Rolodex is anymore. The contacts. Yeah. No. Like they're swipe. Like they're swiping. I, I, I don't. I've never used Tinder. Right? Yeah. All I know though, it doesn't seem like so far they're getting a lot of matches. So they've got two guys, Smart McGee and Max Plessment. Um, someone's like talking about how they they're getting these bums. Like, where do you think all these other guys are coming from that are going to these major schools? They're all Mac, like they're all lower division players. I mean, they're all mid major players that are they're going up. It's mm-hmm. not like I, I think I think Max Plessman's going to have an impact. Certainly, Kamara McGee, if they had him, if, potentially if they had him against Iowa State, maybe they survived that game without Chucky. Um, but not having any backup guard depth, backup um, point guard depth, they needed them. So, uh, but yeah, the transfer portal is just absolutely insane. Their their uh, game plan on it changes on a day by day basis, and yeah. I think that's probably going to become the norm. Well, Zach, uh, oof, very interesting and eye opening when it comes to this NIL stuff. And the, Gardo said they're not where they want to be right now, right, for the basketball team and the roster. Uh, he didn't say that. No, he said uh, he said. They're they're continuing to add. I mean, they're continuing to determine how that roster should look. What he said, he wasn't ha- where they were in a good spot was okay. college basketball in the future. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Sitting here, on, sitting here on May fifth, not in a good spot. Gotcha, Mike. I got it. I got it. Zach, beautiful listen last night. I was just enamored. I, I didn't leave my car till seven. My wife was like knocking on the window, telling me to. She's like, "We gotta go eat. Come on!" I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I gotta listen. So beautiful show with uh, Kenny and Heilprin there. And thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend, my friend. And good luck navigating the Oregon Trail or the Wild West, whatever one it is. See you, buddy. Appreciate you. See ya. No, Later. I appreciate you. The opportunity, I appreciate it. All right, Rowdy, what do you think of that? The NIL stuff. It's I'd- definitely, it's definitely a, a whole new ball game. 
Yeah. But you knew it was going to be. Yes. And now we get to talk to my man, the myth, the legend himself, Dan from Half the Battle Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Dan, good morning, my brother. UFC 274 on the way. How we doing? I mean, I'm doing great, but it sounds like I'm not doing as great as you. I mean, I already has a beer in him, already ate a full breakfast. Uh, I got I to gotta catch up to your level, young man. Well, here's the thing. It was a light beer, Dan, so it was basically, it was basically just like a water. So if anything, I'm just staying hydrated uh, early in this uh, Wisconsin morning. And, Dan, also, uh, we, a running joke that we've kind of had, well, I laugh so I don't cry, is your Atlanta Braves won the World Series uh, at the cost of the Milwaukee Brewers along the way. Uh, guess what, Dan? I don't know if, uh, besides watching UFC 274 and just being the uh, the awesome dude that you are, Braves are hosting the Brewers starting uh, tonight, 620, Saturday and Sunday. Any, any chance yeah, you're going to go check them out? Um, any chance you're flying out to Atlanta? You come through? <laughs> uh, I wish. I got the I got the big honey-do list from the wife this weekend, my man. And go, oh, and Mother's Day on Sunday. Don't forget about Mother's Day. I never forget. And when you say light beer, I mean is is it is it a different terminology in uh, Milwaukee than it is over here? Because I know you know the Brewers and this and that. Light beer is probably five to ten percent over there, right? <laughs> we were gifted by a listener a nice little four pack of what they call Dragon's Milk, which was seventeen plus percent. Yeah, I was a good boy, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of what Dragon's Milk is. I actually did a shoey of it when I lost the bet against Tim Elliott. You did your shoey? Check it out. So I watched it. I did watch the video. I didn't recall. That was a, that was Dragon's Milk. Yeah. So I did two shoeys. One when I lost the uh, Peter Yan bet, but the one prior, like a month prior, um, it was a uh, Dragon's Milk bourbon barrel aged out. How did yeah. that taste coming out of a shoe, by the way? Um, tasted amazing, guys. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> Was it, a, was, it, was it a worn shoe or was it a, you know, like, what, I'm, I'm curious on the shoe. Uh, well, we didn't do a temperature check or anything, but uh, it was, uh, it was, I used a dress shoe for it. <laughs> now I'm, I thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking like you don't want a hot shoe because it could potentially be stinky. I feel like you have like now for your next shoe, you have like a, a shoe in the fridge, keeping it nice and cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody, but I padded the shoe with some uh, tin foil, you know, just to not ruin it too much. Well, I mean, it's 70% alcohol. I think it might be killing some, I hope it'd be killing some germs. What it, it puts hair in your chest, Dan. That's all it's all about. Putting hair in your chest. Okay. Uh, Already got plenty of that, young man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, I'm looking at your awesome Twitter account at Best Fight Picks, and uh, just 11 minutes ago, half the battle podcast, uh, you had retweeted your awesome show, and it's the Oliviera Gaethje edition. Let's just kick it right off for 274. What do we think of the lightweight title fight here? I mean, we think that if you have a friend that's never watched the UFC before, or you have a friend that only wants to watch the big fights or the exciting fights, this is the fight you call them for. I mean, there's literally no way that Oliveira versus Gaethje is not going to be guaranteed excitement, violence, and entertainment. This is the one you guys got to watch. Uh, what are you thinking of this fight, Dan? You lean in any way? You got a little you know, dog in the hunt here? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards the champ, Charles Oliveira. I think he's got more ways to win. I think that Justin Gaethje is one of the most exciting fighters in UFC history. I mean, and that's not an opinion. That's a fact. He's had nine UFC fights, and he's won ten bonuses. So, I mean, that's, that just goes to show how exciting this guy is. But when we're talking about Charles Oliveira, we're talking about most finishes in UFC history. We're talking about the most submissions in UFC history. We're talking about a guy who has paid his dues, has been through the ups and downs, and now is reaping the rewards. And as a result, he's the reigning, defending, undisputed champion. So, 
Uh, right now, I think that the mental has caught up with the physical, and I don't think anyone's beating this kid in his current form. See, I agree with you, but then I see Justin Gaethje sitting there at plus 145-ish, and I go, oh, everything in your body wants to bet it. You're getting the plus money on just this guy that you know you pretty much have to kill him to get him out of there. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, you get odds like that on Justin Gaethje against anyone in the lightweight division now that Habib's retired, and I understand why it's tempting. Um, but I just can't, I just can't bet against this current version of Oliveira because he's always been the most talented guy in the weight class. It was just the, the mental hadn't quite caught up. Now that it has caught up, I mean, I think that's going to be a while before anyone beats this guy and watch a while be less than 24 hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, it's a double header uh, here for the uh, pay-per-view title fight. The, uh, then you got this going on the straw weight. Thug Rose from beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, some Wisconsin connection versus, uh, was it Carla Esparza? What are we thinking here, my friend Dan? Listen, you know, Carla Esparza is a very popular underdog pick this week. I've seen a lot of people on her, and they actually fought once before in 2014, and Carla Esparza didn't just win the fight, gentlemen. She actually finished Rose Namajunas, but since that point, Rose Namajunas, uh, not only has she become a multiple-time defending champion, but she's also undefeated in rematches. You know, she beat Joanna Janjacek twice. She beat Wiley Zhang twice. She went out there against Jessica Andrade, lost the first time, beat her in the rematch. So uh, whatever she's doing, I'd say third time's the charm, fourth time's the charm. I mean, this girl... They know how to game plan for rematches, and I think she's going to come out here and perform. It's just at the betting window, I'm not trying to lay a price like that, so I, I would just sit back and enjoy. See, I, I agree with you on that one. I I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of vague on Rose where I probably won't want to lay it, but normally when I see you know MMA Twitter loving every single bit of Esparza, I almost just want to stay away because I feel like that's where when I see everyone on Twitter saying I got I got Carla Esparza in this one I got her that's when I feel like they're we'll see like a brutal knockout on Esparza and Twitter will be all pissed Twitter's always exactly. pissed Exactly. I like to call it MMA groupthink Twitter, and you got to be very <laughs> careful when uh, everybody's on the same side. You know, big Vegas casinos weren't built with everybody winning bets on the same side. Yeah, totally. Dan, join us right now. Check out his podcast, Half the Battle. Follow him on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Dan, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on Bellator 280, uh, but before that, is there any other fights here? Uh, I think the, at, the one other big one that's on this card that everyone, every casual fan's going to love is Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Ferguson's a legend. Chandler, longtime guy that I think a lot of people wish would have came to the UFC a lot earlier. There's going to be violence in this one, too. And th- these are two guys that Tony Ferguson might want to call it a career if he doesn't come out and get a win. Chandler probably thinking if he can go out and starch Tony Ferguson, maybe he's in the hunt for a belt, a shot at another belt. Yeah, I mean, listen, if he starts Ferguson, he'd be the first guy to do it. People have dropped Ferguson, but no one's actually put him out so that would that would be quite the feat um i was just kind of surprised by the line man i mean i understand that this version of ferguson has looked you know pretty awful to 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 be blunt but you know i just still didn't expect him to be plus 300 i think the first round chandler's hell on wheels but historically speaking not just recently but even dating back to his days in bellator he tends to slow down and you hear the guy talk he's super intelligent articulate you know, just a, a well-spoken individual, and you see him fight, and it's the complete opposite. It's kind of an interesting conundrum. Um, but, and, and that's uh, kind of weird said, to me, Dan, because if I remember correctly, he was 
at one time teammates in Missouri with Woodley and Askren. Coming from a wrestling background, you'd think he'd have some better cardio. Well, uh, Woodley ain't exactly known for his cardio, but then again, um, no, I, I think that it's just a situation where the guy likes to go balls to the wall, and that style is very entertaining. That style is what the fans like to see, and as a result, he's going to be paid handsomely to fight like that. So, um, yeah, you just can't lay a price like minus 400 on Michael Chandler. You, you just can't, guys. Uh, Dan, before um, I, I a certain fight I want to ask you about for Bellator, just because we had some uh, connections with one of the guys named Alex Polizzi. Um, any other fights for UFC 274 that maybe you can find some value at that you're maybe looking at lower in the card that you uh, that you like? Yeah, I bet on Randy Brown at plus 115 odds. Listen, he's fighting this dude named Chaos Williams, who's a, a real badass. Um, it's just one of those things where I kind of view Randy Brown as a top 15 guy right now. It's just uh, with these weight classes, um, a lot of these guys have been grandfathered into the rankings. Like, for example, Tony Ferguson's number seven at lightweight. Dan Hooker's ranked at lightweight. And these guys that are coming up, the Armin Sarukians, the Rafael Sazis, they're all about to usher out the old guard. And the same thing can be said for welterweight. You know, you got guys like the the 40-year-old Wonder Boys ranked number seven. You got Kiesa and Neil Bagby ranked in the top 15, whereas these guys like Randy Brown are unranked. But in my eyes, they're top 15 guys right now. And um, whoever wins this fight between Chaos and Randy will be in the rankings. But I got, I got to go with Randy Brown, man. I think that he's paid his dues. And at the very least, I think he should be a slight favorite. So I took the dog odds on Randy Brown. Again, someone I really respect in Chaos. I just think it's Randy Brown's time right now. And uh, movement and uh, volume will be the key to winning this fight. Love it, man. If you want to dive more into Dan's stuff, Half the Battle is this podcast. You can follow that on Twitter, Half the Battle HQ, or Dan himself at Best Fight Picks. Some really awesome stuff. So, Dan... We have this thing here in, uh, in, in Madison. It's called Chosen Few. It's a gym. It's also they do the Chosen Few Championships. They put in these awesome fights down in the thing. We call the Monona Terrace, which is downtown Madison. It's beautiful. Uh, it sells out every time. And we've seen fighters now starting to raise up the ranks coming here uh, from Madison. And one of those would be, we, we've had him on the show many times a couple of years ago, it would be Alex Polizzi. And he's t- uh, fighting here as at uh, Yoel Romero, Rowdy. So w- what do we think? Yeah, and obviously Romero, multiple-time UFC champion, and he's also a guy that's he he won an Olympic medal. Yeah. I think this is a guy that's been there, done that, a legend of the sport. And if if uh, Polizzi can uh, find a win here, I mean, he's right there in Bellator. Yeah. So what do we think of R- Romero here in Polizzi? Yeah, not not to correct you, he's actually not a multiple-time champion. He's a multiple-time um, title challenger. He sorry, actually- sorry. He actually missed weight um, when he beat Luke Rockle. Therefore, he was ineligible for the belt. So he should be a former champion, but he uh, he beat himself on the scales that night. Uh, (laughs) That's tough. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. But, yeah, listen, Polizzi, collegiate wrestler, biggest opportunity of his life. He's like 10 years younger, maybe even more. So, I mean, if this kid, you know, took it seriously, which I'm sure he did, I mean, you got to call – to fight Yoel Romero, you're going to bed every single night thinking about fighting this Greek god, then, uh, yeah, you're going to be showing up as the best version of yourself. So now it's just about this kid rising to the occasion. What's he really got? So that's what I'm curious to see. And then with Yoel Romero... Y'all know he's like 46 years old. It's crazy. But but have you seen what he looks like, man? He's yoked! I know, you know, it's like goals. It's like I, it's like my he's future chiseled. body. He's, you said a Greek god dancer. Interrupt. He's like chiseled out of marble. Like the like the gods themselves chiseled him out of marble. 
Yeah, listen, aging's overrated. I can't wait till I'm 50 and I look just like Yoel Romero. You know, my future body awaits me, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we've had Polizzi on the show a couple times, man, in uh, years past. That This dude is, m- m- like, serious. He is a stone-cold killer. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Back in uh, high school, he would have been a senior when I was a freshman, and we were in the same uh, regional sectional. And my buddy, who at the time, think about it, is a freshman wrestling 215 and he's on his way to Northwestern, where he was a multiple-time All-American. And my buddy, well, being a freshman at 215, was a little pudgy. Almost got murdered. Hey, Dan, uh, good stuff, man. Thanks for all your insight. We love it when you come on and join us for all the big UFC events. Absolutely uh, crushing it, dude. So have fun for UFC 274. But before I let you go, uh, tell everyone how they can find you again. I've said it a couple times, but can you tell everyone so they can hear right straight from the horse's mouth? Yeah, well, firstly, thank you guys for having me. You know, it's always a pleasure, and, you know, I'm always down. And after uh, the Braves sweep the Brewers this yeah, weekend, I'd love to. <laughs> no, nah, but, guys, it's been a pleasure. Everybody can follow me on Twitter, at Best Fight Picks, and my podcast is called Half the Battle, and it's available everywhere podcasts are found. Thank it, you guys very it, much. Dan, I'm, real quick, I'm super jealous. What are you doing besides, you know, jujitsu and UFC 264? What else are you doing this weekend and Mother's Day? What else are you doing? Seeing the death tones tonight, baby. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous, dude. I got to cross them off the bucket list. One of the bands I have not seen. Dan, have fun, man, and enjoy rocking out, okay, dude? Hey, they might be town near you, so uh, keep a lookout. You got it, brother. Have, have fun, All Dan. Right. Thanks, buddy. Take, take care, guys. There it is. Good stuff from Dan. We're going to have to get to a UFC event with him sometime. On Monday, on Monday, if you have family members who are looking for truth bombs to be uh, highly entertained, uh, laughs, belly laughs, thoughtful discussion, great times with callers, check us out in the beautiful city of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Over the line takes over the airwaves. Six to starting at six. I don't know. What t- I think we dip out at like nine or something like that. So I'll get the details. But Monday we Congrats. will be on in La Crosse for Hell the yeah. time being. It's it's like uh they're gonna have us on for a bit there, and then see what happens uh, from there. So lacrosse was all right, and there is a Philly twist because Ben, you will also be on because you come on the show. You'll be on the Philly voice in lacrosse as well. Yeah, look at that. That's that's great news. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So yeah, lacrosse Wisconsin. Tell your loved ones it's time to be uh, setting fires on this highway of information. Six to ten, baby. So I don't does know that the exact mean time more grand bills on the show or the same amount of grand bills on the show. I would say this might is, be less actually less grand bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, phone lines blowing up. Uh, let's go line. What my guy, Pete Monona. What's up, Pete? Uh, I've been to Philadelphia and I uh, had a Philly uh, cheesesteak at the Reading railroad uh, depot, which is uh, the Reading uh, terminal. You know, it's great. Yeah. Right. That's the, that is the greatest place. But I mean, that was, that was worth the, the trip to Philadelphia just to, you know, eat there. That was incredible. I thought you were going to say it sucked, Pete. I actually I was, I was for Jack Cohn's was uncle, overrated and it sucked. Jack Cohn's uncle tweeted at me a couple days ago, said he just went to the Reading Terminal Market. It's the best conglomeration hey. of food you'll ever find. Jack Cohn's yeah, uncle once tweeted at me, too. It's because I was celebrating him starting the pinstripe bowl. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to be... I want to be quick about this. I want to talk about NIL. I don't see it as a bad thing. I I, I see it as the the, the fat ass, uh, mediocre five million dollar inarticulate coach has got to get off his butt and find boosters that are willing to uh, to uh, pay his players. 
that's what the game is now. And it's above board. Those other places we're all willing to do. They've been doing that. It's just below, you know, it's just been uh, uh, under the table. And then when the, when the uh, would be, uh, uh, agent gets uh, stiffed then then they go and tell the ncaa and the team goes on probation but that but now you can do it all above board we got plenty of rich alumni here in wisconsin that can take care of Pete, i just took a jog i just took a jog through maple bluff there's all kinds of rich people around there well, just look at, I mean, that palace that we have downtown, the Overture Center, yeah. that was built with private money. Now, I'm not saying that she and her husband are, are boosters, but there's people who, you know, like sports in Wisconsin yeah. and, and, you know, will pay players. So, and, and the university does not have to give up any of their $71 million a year. They can still, you know, uh, pay cronies and legacies and our kinds of guys. I love the from, cronies. Uh, I love from the cronies. The, from the uh, Fox Valley, you know, overpay them to be mediocre. But we can get players in now, and they just don't have to be uh, small, uh, uh, medi- um, mediocre, not so uh, fast guys. We can do national recruiting. Matter of fact, this frees up everybody. Pete, Pete I have to stop you there. But no, I- let him go. He's going. Wisconsin is not going to now suddenly be able to nationally recruit. Because even if there money. is a lot of booster money, what piece said money? There are a lot of people around here that care. However, the programs money. and the university athletic department itself will not join the fray. They're not going to jump in and start giving money to the kids. They're not going to go pony up with the, USC. The, the Greg said it on my show last night. The university isn't show. giving money to the kids. It's the boosters. But they don't the recruit those kids. No, no, the university can pay overpay their mediocre over, over uh, mediocre coaches, whatever they want. This is the booster. That's what the that's what the law is. This this is freed up labor. It's free. I mean, in Minnesota, for instance, 3M can have uh, kids do commercials now for Scotch tape. No, this puts us on a level playing field if we're willing to do it. No, it, it. doesn't, Pete. No, I, I, I actually no, agree, I agree with, with Pete. Pete. I agree with Pete. We're not on a level playing field. And Ro- Pete, I agree Pete. with Pete, too, because if you well, actually you wanted to, you do it. Now, now, when you have these teams that there money, was like, Pete, money. people always suspected the Kentuckys of the world or the Kansas of the world were doing stuff under the table, and they already had like a, an a easier leg up. Now, if you want to go buy someone, do it. Go buy them. Yeah, but now Wisconsin, you can go buy here's someone. the difference, guys. Wisconsin is not going yeah. to. Well, They're no, not going to go correct. recruit those hey, kids. No, he's correct. Ben's also correct. Wisconsin Greg probably is not going to do it. My show. Hey, Pete, look, Pete's they are right. Not going Pete's to right. Join the group. Pete's right, and you're if right because Wisconsin's not going to do it. If their attendance keeps going down, and then you've got as many people in there as you did in the Morton days, that's going to, you know, that that that's going to uh, uh, bring a lot of people to Jesus. You yeah. just Watch. <laughs> hey, Pete, I'll leave you with a line from T.I. featuring Iggy Azalea, the song No Mediocre. I don't want no mediocre. I don't want no mediocre. No, I don't want no mediocre. I don't want no mediocre hoe. Okay. <laughs> uh, have a nice weekend. <laughs> Listen, NIL is a good thing. That's and the transfer portal is a good thing. But in no way is it putting Wisconsin on well, a level not playing field. Because they they're are not, not do going to do they're what other do programs do. They said That's what they've done the past how many decades. They're not going to do it. So all it does, is it Pete, makes the rich Pete's richer. right, though. Yeah, but then you'd say that it's on them for not wanting to do it. And you're, because and, it's available. And you're able to say that. They're not going to do it. They but, should. They're not. And Pete's right, though. Money... You throw money at something, good things can happen. But then he's also could be correct, whereas if you don't do it, 
other teams start doing it, you start yeah. falling behind in recruiting, you start losing. Who the hell wants to go to the Cole Center to watch a crappy team play? Well, oh, say, look at look at look at hockey look at hockey ticket sales. Yeah, there's no one there. There's hardly anyone All there. Right. All right, we'll, we'll continue on. I think this guy's been waiting for a little bit. Uh, Corey and Marshall, line two. Who do I got here? Terry. From oh, the Terry. I, th- oh, I thought it was going to be Corey. Terry, what's up, dude? Yeah, I was coming about this. First of all, you just got to re- remember, you guys reported yesterday, the Big Ten just got a billion dollars. They got all kinds of money there. Yeah, but well, the deal the deal hasn't the deal hasn't it's in twenty twenty three is when the the big deal and comes Terry the schools get that money. That's not money that goes yeah, to the recruits. school. The schools get it. Well, well, they can do with it whatever they want. But they no, they, no, they, they, they are they are they not can't. allowed. They're to not allowed pay to. that to recruits. Yeah, I've heard all that before. You know, the Ohio States and the Michigans are going to start buying. The Penn States are going to start buying. You know, Wisconsin is going to be forced to buy. And however, you know, like um, your last caller said, the boosters, whatever, you know, um, the guy from USC that you thought that was coming to Wisconsin, you know, he ended up getting his dad, getting a nice donation for him to go to school there. It's going to happen in just a matter of time and when. And you see in the ACC or the SEC just how many players Georgia, Alabama sent to the NFL. It's going to increase as they start to really open their wallets. You know, and I don't buy a lot of these schools like Kentucky because people can't keep their mouth shut. Someone's going to write a book. So somewhere down the line, money was given, but I don't know how or where. But I do know this. People cannot keep their mouth shut. And someone would have wrote a book. Someone would have got pissed off. Like you guys just mentioned about the agents there a minute ago. That all would have happened and broke a long time ago if these players were getting paid. Now, did they get 20 bucks under the table? Well, Rashad, Rashad Griffith was here at Wisconsin many years ago. He was driving a brand new Ford Explorer. Hell yeah! I mean, you know, you know, all that stuff happened. You know, I mean, it's it's going to happen more, and it's going to increase. And then for you to say never, it's it's going to happen. Wisconsin's going to be forced to, or they're going to be the laughing stock of the Big Ten. It's adapt or die, Terry. Terry, Adapt or die. Up against the break, guys. More phone calls. We love you, buddy. Let's talk Monday, okay? See you later, buddy. But here's here's the difference. This is it. Who's this? Hey, what's up? Pete's right. Uh, Terry's right. Ben's wrong. Rowdy's right. Ben is 100% wrong. I'm not saying this. That's because you're a fan of programs that actually pay money and want to go out and recruit. Like Michigan. Exactly. He's a Michigan man. It just started. It just started. It just, just started. But I'm telling you what the coach said to us last night and what the AD said to a newspaper last week. They are not going to go into this water. Who knew this would be such a contentious topic today at 950? I understand that, Ben, but guess what? You're going to get so far, well, not you, but Wisconsin is going to get so far left behind, they're going to have no choice but to do it. Hey, Paulie, we we love you, buddy. Here's why I don't think they'll be left behind, because they can still, the basketball team will go out and win 15 games a year with the same recruiting. The football team will win 9, 10 games a year. We always get the the two or three-star recruits, you know? They're just not going to get another Graham Mertz. All right, uh, line three, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Dougie or G-Dub? This is G-Dub. Hey, G-Dub. I, you know, I got to agree with, with Ben. There you go. There you go, Benjamin. So, you know, they're they're going to get these, these you know, two, three-star recruits, and they're just going to do Wisconsin things. And money, I'm actually glad that nil. I mean, they're going to pay these kids. All, I just seen one yesterday where uh, he's getting sponsored by Lamborghini of uh, – Hell, yeah. I forget where. Yeah, it was, be John but, Robinson in Texas. Hey, I yeah. just saw there's some wide receiver that just turned down a six hundred thousand dollar deal and a three hundred thousand dollar deal to stay with this team. Yeah, 
You know what? Six hundred thousand to transfer, right? It's, it's it's insane. And what kind of are you really going to get? You give you give an eighteen year old six hundred thousand oh, dollars. I would love to be to have that when I was eighteen. You know, the... good good for them, good for them. But you got to look at what Wisconsin does with the with the walk ons. Hey. Two-star recruits. They build on the effort, and it's old school. G W. What would you do with six six hundred thousand dollars on an eighteen, brother? I got I got four words for you. Say say you had a say you had a child, and they were seventeen, so they're still a minor. And uh, these coaches come knocking around, and they go, "Hey, six hundred thousand bucks. Live fast, die hard, baby." You know. I'm, I'm, your, your daughter can't. Your daughter can't actually take the six hundred thousand. That's got to go to dad. Oh, right. So, Just dad, you, so, so dad's daddy's got daddy's living large now. Yeah, come hey, on, Gina. We got a break. We love you, buddy. Hey, 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 hey one last thing. Yeah, what's up? One last thing. This is for Dan from Monday. Uh, this is kind of a service announcement. Yeah, Dougie. Dougie called. He said that he could pick his mom up at his apartment in Shawano. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see you, buddy. We love you. I, ho- I hope he's listening. Oh, he is. We love you. All right, one more before break. Uh, who's this? I wouldn't know what to do with 600 grand. <laughs> I know what you do with it, Charlie. You'd Florida open up your own Vegas. ice house plant. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I think you'd actually build a house out of ice house. Yeah. I'm yeah, you build, ice, you build the ice house palace. I don't know warehouse. Hey, and, Charlie. Uh, yeah, my man. Guess what? Uh, Chicken bun. I found, a, I found a cheapest hotel not through one of those call centers either. Luther. Yeah, you're going 40, to Vegas. Yeah, 45 bucks a night. Well, That's you enjoy it, kid. We love you. We got to hit this break, all right? Okay, have a great rest of the day. All right, you too, kid. And I quote, Ben, to bring it full circle from Pete's call, I don't want no mediocre. I don't want no mediocre no. I don't want no mediocre ho. I'm not saying the sky is falling here. I just think I love uh, the playing field is a uh, gross misstatement yeah. of what is going on right uh, now. You know the song? Uh, ready for it? Ready, know some? Well, I feel like there's only so, there's only so many positions at some of these schools where it's like, okay, you can't pay for everybody. Yeah, you can. Look at money. Alabama; they landed the two best transfers in the country. Money's the cure all. Ben Kenny, Ben Kenny, asking all the hard hitting questions. We had a catered breakfast this morning for our sister station JJO. Ben just asked if they got bagels. We said no. And Ben, your response was what? Uh, to not have bagels at breakfast is a joke. It's a travesty. No, your response was, who the F doesn't have bagels at breakfast? <laughs> uh, they don't down there. It's ridiculous. I had bacon, eggs, taters. Rowdy had a cinnamon roll. Yeah, the cinnamon roll was pretty good. The, the hash brown slash potatoes were pretty good. But no bagels. Who the F doesn't have bagels? <laughs> hey, how was ba- did you end up going to bagels forever last week? No. What are you, I gave you like the, the spot for bagels. I know. I, mean, I know. I was lazy. There was a lot going on. Uh, oh, did you have a date? Oh, yeah. No, how was the dating No, scene, I was here way? until uh Well, who goes to a bagel place without being on a date? Uh, me, because I love bagels. Hey, how's the dating scene for you around here, by the way? It's it's happening. Okay. Rowdy? Anything? No. <laughs> It's, you know, I'm just trying to live. I mean, listen, I I'm wild enough with my own personal life, but I like to hear the stories from you guys. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm married to the game. <laughs> Rowdy did has already has a winning week in the Razor's Edge, by the way. Free free roll tonight, and you're going with Cleveland, right? Cleveland in the first five innings, not the Guardians. Yes, the Guardians. We just call them Cleveland now. That's and, fair. And Ben Brewers looking to go against the Braves. Yeah, uh, Braves haven't been that great. Should be a good weekend. Um, final final statement here. I love NIL. I love- <laughs>
I, I love the portal, but guys, we, we can't look at this and think it helps Wisconsin because it I, no, doesn't. It, it, listen, Wisconsin's going to continue what they're doing. You get two and three star recruits. You you hope you maybe beat Ohio State on like every yeah, once, a, once a decade. Maybe. Not winning a conference title in 10 years. And then we complain about being a tier two team and wanting to be a tier one team. Yeah, but it'll be... And I've accepted that as a Wisconsin Badger. It'll it, it'll get a little worse than that. I'll just get extra drunk at the court. tailgates downtown at, at the red zone. How about that? I tweeted this, but I think it'll negatively affect basketball more than football. Again, I'll just get extra drunk at the tailgates. Right, Rowdy? Maybe they change the Cole Center's name. Who? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like the Cole's Discount Center. Center. Uh, young Ben Kenny over here wanted to know if uh, uh, some lines were going to create it, be created about when Joe Girardi is going to be fired. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a line setter, but I know who is. Our guy Raphael, mybookie.ag. Raphael, what's up, brother? We missed you last week. What's happening? What's going on? Uh, I do like that question. I did have first uh, baseball uh, manager to be fired right when the season started. He wasn't on that list, uh, but I can guarantee you uh, after this weekend when I'm done doing uh, derby stuff and fights and stand-up comics, uh, profits, I will be uh, putting that thing back up. So, um, Raphael, what did you say about Girardi, Rowdy? Just so ben, I don't think Ben heard you when we went to, before we went to break. Oh, just I always give Ben crap about Joe Girardi. He's he a guy that totally earned his stripes for the New York Yankees. Yeah, he earned them, Ben. Kenny. He's a champion. Hey, and Raphael, we were talking Joe Girardi a while ago. There's actually a clip when he was a Chicago Cub of something crazy happening with Angel Hernandez. Speaking of your Cubs, oof, Raph, uh, you still have time to shed your allegiance with the Chicago Scrubs and become a Brewer fan if you want to be a part of the, uh, a winning a winning organization, Raphael. Why would I do that? We didn't lose today against the Dodgers. We we, we didn't lose. It's, the game got canceled. So, hey, I'm happy today. So uh, I'll put that as a win column uh, for not losing to the Dodgers today. But, oh, man, these guys can't hit. They look. It's almost like I'm watching my brother go to prom all over again because he can score at prom and the Cubs can't score, period. Well, this guy here is dead. Cross him off the hey, list. Hey, didn't they score 21 runs in a game once? Yeah, against hey, the Pirates. Oh, yeah, was it going to like the Pirates or the Reds? <laughs> well, they still the lost Savannah the series. <laughs> so they, they still scored. It was just on a team on a scale of 1 to 10 that was probably closer to a 1. <laughs> I'm just happy that the Reds are in our division because I think they're going to hold the gutter uh, for hey, the season. Maybe, I'm happy about I mean, maybe you don't, or maybe you could work on it or something, or maybe you could just like spit a number out. What do you think an over-under of Reds' win total would be? 10. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just hate Think I mean they were on pace to win twenty. That was before they lost yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, I would probably have to say at least somewhere in the thirties. I'm hoping <laughs> maybe forty. But yeah, the way they've been playing, and you figure they're going to probably be a, a, a trade fire to, to get to, to try to get some assets during the trade deadline because they're Raph, seeing, they're uh, currently on pace for nineteen and a half wins. So I was oh close my with God! <laughs> Who's the worst team ever in Major League Baseball? Uh, the Tigers. Uh, Tigers. Uh, 1898, 20 and 134, the Cleveland yeah, but Spiders. I think but the, we're modern, modern day, yeah, it's modern the Tigers. Tigers. Oh, my God, Raphael. <laughs> Judas Priest. All right, so, Raph, hey, uh, speaking of fights, um, not more so UFC or Bellator. I'm a little curious on the prop that you're working or are going to be working on. So, Dave Chappelle. He was uh, attacked on stage while doing his hilarious stand-up. I love Dave Chappelle. He was attacked. Uh, they're not pressing charges, by the way. 
on the guy that had the gun and the knife trying to take down Dave Chappelle. Who do you have or are going to be working on the next comedian to be attacked on stage? I'm doing uh, two of them. Uh, next comedian attacked on stage, male or female. So kind of got to give the female comics some love. And then I have a whole list of, of, of what's coming up. Joe Rogan's going to probably be high oh, on that list totally. uh, just because just because of what uh, he is. Chris, of course, Chris Rock is on that list. I'm, uh, I'll tell you right now who's the favorite. Pete Davidson will be my favorite. <laughs> That's Kanye. Because uh, yeah, Kanye will go up there or someone who loves Kanye will go up there. So he'll be my favorite uh, on stuff like that. But hey, what a, what a crazy world that I have to put prop. I saw a, a throwback name here. Howie Mandel, I think, said comedy is now going to be dead with Dave Chappelle being attacked. I thought it was hilarious that Dave Chappelle just kind of pushed the dude off and the dude got his ass absolutely stomped backstage. I loved it. Anyone that does that should get their ass stomped. Uh, Raph, yeah, Joe, that, that guy's the only guy that I know that can point around the corner. Did you see what his arm looked like? Yeah. <laughs> it was bust. Like, dude needed to be a, in a cast ASAP. That guy, he got everything coming to him. I hope, wish he would have got more. So, Raph. I uh, heard that that guy at the end of the uh, show identified as broken. <laughs> <laughs> Ref, I think I think Pete Davidson's a good one. Now, I do love me some Kanye, but I don't love him enough to go attack Skeet Davidson. I could just care less about those turds. But, Raph, all right, let me ask you, brother. Kentucky Derby. I don't know much about the horse racing. Uh, how much, like, what do you all do when it comes to setting lines for a Kentucky Derby? Are you out there, like, on the field, like, research, riding horses, eating glue? Like, what do you got going on? Uh, I probably watched about, I would say, 10 hours of horse racing clips uh, the past uh, couple of days. Because I do head-to-head matchups. I do winning horses. Santa Claus number will be. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that uh, I'll put odds on. So uh, it's I love it. I love horse racing. Keep an eye out for the 12 horse from uh, from California, Tapia. Veteran jockey Mike Smith is on him. 12 oh, Mike Smith, one. that dude wins. That guy wins. Yeah. I like the 10 horse. As Zaydan, it's 3-1. to one. Easily won at the Bluegrass Stakes. Uh, love the jockey that's on him as well. So I love it. So it's one of my favorite okay. times of year. Just because I have box, I have horse racing in early evening and then boxing at nighttime. So what a great day. All right, let me ask you. So we have a listener who just uh, starts pounding beer at 4 a.m. and calls us constantly. He's a good, he's a, I mean, he, he means well. Uh, but I used his, his boozy prowess and I gave him a couple names. I said, hey, does it sound like a winner? And I listed off a bunch of names. So let me run them by you. Uh, a 30 to 1 odds, a little longer of a shot. What do you think of like the two horse Happy Jack? Uh, I don't think it has a, the speed to uh, to compete with these ones. So okay. I would say that well, the other one that I, uh, during this list, he'd said, oh, that sounds like a winner in his booze-soaked brain. What about the 15 horse, White Abario? I, I do like that one. My yes. wife loves that one yes. just because it's a nice color horse uh, yes. and stuff like that. So the wife will be all over this one. It's a gray, white one. Ooh, so beautiful. Uh, 20 to 1, and Tyler Gaffalini is on it. So I, I do kind of like that. Okay. All right, good. So I might have a chance with the 10 to 1 odds with the white abario and, and, and the blessing of Raphael's wife. Dig it, dude. Uh, what other props do you have uh, working for uh, the Kentucky Derby, my friend? Will Aaron Rodgers be there? Oh, uh, I, I didn't put any celebrity ones just because of the weather. I mean, they're expecting tornado-like weather all day today, <laughs> so the track's going to be really crappy. That's not good. Second rain. Uh, so I didn't do any will so-and-so attend. Well, Bob Baffert be able to try to sneak in as one of the prop bets because he's suspended for yeah, two years. Yeah. So I have that uh, a bet. Do you have a, a prop bet? Sorry to interrupt. Do you have a prop bet if a horse will be juiced or not? Pop for roids? 
Uh, I do have a one be disqualified, and okay. then the no is minus 10. I think 000. if you do that, you'll have to follow that up with, does the first public uh, statements from the horse say he didn't know what was being put into him? He says, did you take steroids? He says, nay. <laughs> Ouch, that's a road. Raph, come on, come on. That's a timeless. That that, that joke is timeless, Raphael. Come on. Hey, why the long face? All right, so. (laughs) Get no respect around here. Get no respect. Hey, Raph. (laughs) That looks like you got a bowl of soup comes with it. Hey, Raph, when it comes to uh, anything else you got cooking, do you got any wild. Because I know you love your entertainment stuff. Besides the comedians getting their asses kicked or whatnot, anything else you got working, or is that just about it for you? Uh, that's about it uh, right now. It's Star Wars Day uh, on on Tuesday. You see the new Obi Wan trailer? Kept me, uh, I did. Uh, I did see the Obi Wan trailer. I had a great prop bets during the trailer. I saw Doctor Strange last night. I was the only guy in the movie theater that had a notebook grading prop bets while he was watching it. <laughs> uh, so uh, how was the movie? I, was, I didn't take the weekend. Uh, the movie was fantastic. Not as good as the last Spider Man, but it's up there. Uh, th- for me, Marvel movies had just been getting a little bit. I think the storylines. I think it's the reason why. These movies have been really, really good. Really, really good cast and really nice surprises in it. I don't want to uh, burn anybody. Well, well I'm not going to watch it. I haven't watched them. Our, I, I've been done with them for years, dude. Like, in fact, Rowdy and I over here, we went to um, Endgame. Was it? No, we went to the one before Endgame. What the hell was it called? Infinity War? Yeah, there you Infinity go. War. We both fell asleep during it in the theater. And then I, I had to watch Endgame like four times because I kept falling asleep. I just, I just couldn't do it, Raph. I'm done with them, I think. So I'll take your word on Doctor Strange, all right? Yeah, Doctor Strange is good. I, I wish I could say I'm done with a lot of stuff, but well, you can't. It's your job. Yeah, so <laughs> I wish I could say I gotta finish. I gotta rewatch uh, uh, Child's Play, uh, the TV show, because I'm doing the season two prop bets next week. So I gotta probably go back. There's a Chucky show. The Chucky, yes. There's a show out. Yeah, it's on Sci-Fi and USA. What the hell have I done? Drinking at nine in the morning, maybe I don't know. Well, I had my actually I had a Miller Lite today at six thirty, so I was a little earlier. See, I, I know I know how you guys work. <laughs> well, I had to. Then we had breakfast catered downstairs. There was bacon and eggs, and and then there just happened to be beer there. And I'm a I give in the peer pressure very easily, Raphael. So in fact, no one even pressured me. I pressured myself. And then uh, I'm, on, I'm, on a, I'm on a pot of coffee already, and you're on one beer. Well, I'm actually I got my Thermosera coffee too, so I got. I got, I got the best of both worlds, Raph. Hey, Raph, we love you, man. If we want to throw down some bets, what do you got? MyBookie.ag. Uh, are you on um, Doc Sports, too? Uh, yeah, I'm on Doc Sports. That's a really good two articles on Doc Sports. My Kentucky Oaks uh, preview and my Kentucky Derby preview both posted uh, late last night, so you can read that and who I like. Uh, nice free play in the trifecta box. Spend $120 cash big because I, uh, I think a big horse can might win today at the Kentucky Oaks. Love it, dude. And VSI, uh, yeah, VSI Dash Sports on Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all kinds of good stuff. Raph, we missed you last week. So glad to catch up this week. You the man, brother, and good luck taking notes of prop bets while you're in the movie theater with a bunch of kids, okay? Go Brewers. I can't cheer for anybody else today. <laughs> all right, Raph, I'll have, send a Brewers shirt in the mail for you, all right? Thanks. I right, see you, buddy. See you. <laughs> I got Raphael right there. Good stuff. Imagine you're at uh, Doctor Strange, Rowdy, and there's a man sitting next to you, feverishly just scribbling down prop bets. <laughs> My first question would be, why is this guy at the movie? <laughs> it's like, what is he doing, homework over here? Like, yeah, I got to pay my mortgage, kid. Get lost. Yeah, I just, I'm done with the Marvel. Are you done with the Marvel movies? You still rocking those things? See, I, I did it. Th- when was that? Was I'm that old, 20? I mean, I've been over those I things. think that was 2020 where I sat down and I watched the entire, all the Marvel movies yeah. in order that you're supposed to watch them for them to make sense. Yeah. I I can't remember where I got cut off, but I think it was towards the end of the Avengers stuff. I just. 
the same movie every time, dude. It's baseball season now. Yeah. You watch the Brewers every day. That's your that's your that's three your hour that's your three that's hour your movie. movie. That is your three hour movie. What else what, what else am I supposed to do? Brewers for three hours. Oh, you could watch the Phillies blow it in the ninth. Right there. <laughs> I think that's one where you just kind of want to fast forward to the end of the movie to right see how it, how it ends. It's like I'm not well. <laughs> it's a hopeless morning. Brent, hope springs eternal. The sun is the sun out when you came in. Nope. No. The, it's the weekend. It's the weekend. Sun hasn't been out in 10 years. Well, it yesterday, was It's the weekend, Benjamin. Yeah. You got to really. talk to Greg Gard last night. That was fun. You know, it's, you got Bill Michael's coming up, dude. I'm, by the way. Yeah, and we're probably going to keep talking about the Phillies blowing a disgusting lead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a little disappointed in you and Heilprin. I already discussed this with Heilprin earlier. Why? Because we didn't ask about Carter Gilmore. No. What? Mount Notice. Oh, yeah. I just... just Hey, Greg. Carter you know Gilmore. What, you know, Mo, why would he even be on my mind at all? <laughs> Mount Notice, Benjamin. Greg so, Gard was the first. Sorry we omitted it. Zach just want to know if you know.